So good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Mighty Misfit Menagerie or Cast. Uh, that was that was so quiet. Jake I, I was feel like I was so muted. Sorry. Cast. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I mean, Jake must fill out our sound. <clears throat> I also muted you, Mark, because I you were talking to your wife mm. and I was like, oh, I should probably mute that. Just <laughs> <laughs> all of he's just like, and our bank account number is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we are tonight. We're going to be doing an episode. I feel like I should just restart, but let's just keep this in because, you know, it's live and that's what's great. Uh, <laughs> tonight, we're going to be doing an episode of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. And next week, we'll be back to two episodes doing Rhyme of the Frost Maiden and starting the next episode of Candlekeep Mysteries with Halita as our DM once again, which we're all very Yay. excited to jump into. And um, with that, since we've had you know a week away from the content here, uh, Halina, would you mind? catching us up on on what we've missed i don't so we were still in the wizard's tower and we were like let's investigate further <laughs> you know after we just murdered zan and his little white friend z was like oh i'm gonna find this basilisk oh here's a hole in the floor i'm gonna carefully climb down and not fall at all and and also there's the basilisk right there so he found him right away. So we all joined him in battle and took that buddy down, beheaded him. It was quite, it was bloody. Mildly gruesome. So, <laughs> um, so Malai kept uh, also investigated some other rooms. He found this book inside of a chest, but as he tried to take the book out of the chest, it just became deep it just totally succumbed to the elements and time and so the only place where it's stable is in the book but we can't read it or what it the only place it's stable is when it's in the chest but we can't read it while it's in the chest and thus is molly's worst nightmare so he's like i'm taking the whole thing uh so then he looks and hugo found a room like an altar chamber with a huge statue of mistral and he was like i totally know who that is and so we're still exploring. Molly finds the chamber that kind of we that had been referenced by Zahn. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> yes, you okay. Uh, well, and, actually, I think it was Z who found it. Z, Z and Altus, and then I got brought in afterwards. I don't, I don't rightly remember, but you were the only one that understood what the being was saying. That was no, Z. He cast comprehend language. Good Lord. Okay. I'm terrible <laughs> today. Okay. So in any case, we found the chamber. It's got the wizard we've been seeing everywhere. He's like, ooh, this is my device. And Molly's like, this device is not functioning right now. I don't know what it is. I got to study it more to figure it out. And Hugo's like, you know what? I think we should destroy this place. It doesn't seem right to me. I'm not into it. And Molly was like, I disagree. And even went so far as to be like, I will stay here and guard this place. I will abandon you and our quest to kill the Frost Maiden. So we kind of hemmed and hot. We went back and forth about it, ultimately voted to not destroy this place, just make it really hard to get to. And Hugo was like, I'm a good sport. I'm gonna make this doorway a wall now. So it's hidden. We left, we hit the tundra again. Then we immediately ran into trouble. 
we got a bunch of tiger tribe, ragged tribe, you know, charging us. So our elk tribesmen buddies, they take into the fray. And then there on our saber tooth tiger is the tiger queen herself. So, and her frost druid friend. So we took them down and now we'd be chilling. <laughs> now we be chilling. <laughs> Straight chilling. <laughs> And that is where we find all of you as the snow settles, the shadow of the glacier passing over all of you as the darkness begins to settle. And you see the forms of the few elk tribesmen that survived approaching through the battlefield. At their lead is Hangar, having survived the battle as well as their shaman and five other soldiers. But that is all that remains. Can me and Altus try and save any of the other elk tribes or is they just gone, gone? Um, you can uh, you can ap- approach the bodies and try, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that we would do that for sure. So okay. between uh, the two of us, we have healing. So you are about um, 100, 200 feet away from the closest of them, uh, and you can see basically tiger tribes and elk tribe soldiers just kind of collapsed all over each other in piles across this line in which they approached. Um, And approaching the closest set of bodies, uh, an elk tribes woman uh, and a dead tiger tribesman, what are you doing? Um... I was kind of just hoping to like narratively try and save anyone with between spare the dying and cure wounds, trying to save anyone we can, but I don't, Um, so I don't want to spend all session on it. Like I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but. (laughs) So neither spare the dying nor cure wounds revives any of the soldiers that you approach. Um, As both of you work on that, Hangar walks up, putting a hand down onto Altus's shoulder and up onto yours. I appreciate what you're both trying to do, but I think it is too late to do more than has already been done. Well, I can only speak for myself, but I believe the effort was at least worth it. If If you all can complete what you've set out to do, then all of this will have been worth it. We would have lost a hundred more soldiers if you can bring an end to this plight. And you'll save more lives than were lost in doing so. Uh, may I ask, Hengar, um, is there anything that the Regid as a whole find incredibly disrespectful to the dead? <laughs> I'm not sure I know what you would mean. I mean, general desecration of corpses is, is of course, uh, a great sign of disrespect. Uh, is there something specific that you're asking to do to our people? Not yours. He glances over at Tempest with sort of a, <laughs> what did you bring to me? <laughs> Don't let him do anything. Does that answer your question? Yes. Volin stepping forward, 
I know you all need to rest, and I would appreciate the chance myself, but as soon as you're ready, I think we should move forward before <coughs> another assault comes. If we've learned anything about Ariel through this ordeal, it's that this will not be the last thing that she sends against us. Indeed. So why did she send them against us in the first place? Surely, if she wanted to stop us, she would have stopped us when we were taking the book or when we were on her island or any number of times, not just sending this small force. Maybe we're hiding close to something she doesn't want. I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know if what we've done in the past has weakened her or if... She is underestimating the threat, though after taking her book, I would doubt that. Perhaps this is the only thing that she had in the area to use. I mean, she's in, she is fallible, of all things. I, I don't want to underestimate her, and I'm sure that there's more to come. But she did send a force of a hundred against us. I think had we not had our allies here, then we would be much worse off than we are now. Ha! You have little faith in us. I think Uh, I have realistic uh, faith in you. I have to agree with Valin. Uh, Logically, Mm. we would have surely perished if it was not for the Elk tribe. Mm. Angar slaps you on the back hard, laughing, goes, Agreed, agreed, yes. No, you would all be dead right now. Perhaps not Tempest, but the rest of you. Well, okay. I am surprisingly sturdy, but I do not wish to overestimate my capabilities. We will set up camp here tonight, but this is as far as we can take you. We will not venture into the glacier itself. Hmm. I hope you understand, Tempest, that... As much as I wish to continue to assist you, this is as far as we go. I understand. And we're more than grateful for your help. And honestly, having you at our backs is probably more useful than having you with us. (laughs) We will stay as long as we are able, but I, I must... I suppose, um, warn and comfort you that none of the other tribes will venture in either. Even the tiger tribe as aligned with a real as they are would not dare cross this place. And they don't have their queen anymore. Now what will happen? He looks back kind of solemnly uh, at their shaman and both nod recognizing what this could mean for the future of their tribe. The ragged that are left begin setting up camps, uh, none of the tiger tribe soldiers having made it out of the confrontation alive, or if they had, having already fled the area. Um, You find yourself at just the base of the glacier itself, where a waterfall frozen in ice and time breaks the surface of the frozen river that you've been following since you left Ten Towns. 
as the glowing expanse of white extends in every direction, barely the shadow of Kelvin's cairn off far in the west. No other landmark is in sight but this wall of ice. Is there anything you all would like to do before resting? I want to skin that saber-toothed tiger. I kind of want to remove the tiger queen's head, but only because I don't want her to be brought back to life and become a problem later. So I don't know if that would offend our friends, and if it would, I wouldn't do it, but like... I don't know. <laughs> as you all, I mean, as you all are getting ready in the in the regates are setting up their tents, there is a group of them that is beginning to pile the bodies and um, set fire to the dead on okay, both good. sides. Good, 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 good. <laughs> that makes me happy. Dealing with a real, it's better to not have corpses around. Those were my thoughts exactly, hence why I asked earlier about desecrating the dead of the tiger tribe to avoid them coming back but I did not wish to offend. This is a very uh, uh, practical solution. Practical and a proper burial for a soldier. Hengar leads up this effort as the tents are now set up, uh, cooking fire at now the base of the glacier. And go ahead, Tempest, and give me a survival roll to skin a saber-toothed tiger. I would also like to take one of its fangs. Okay. Uh, I'd help her in doing this, if I can. Awesome. Yeah, so go ahead and make, uh, that's going to be two different rolls. Go ahead and make them both with advantage then. I get a 19. Oh, not with advantage? All right, let me try that again. Oh, okay, 19 still. Okay, so was that for the tooth or the skin? We'll say the skin first. Excellent. Tooth, yeah, you, you can salvage... Uh, pretty large swaths of the skin from that large animal and get most of the pelt that wasn't damaged in the battle off of it. Um, with that, you now have several yards of saber-toothed tiger skin to add to your pack of holding. And for the tooth? Nah, 18. Um, that, that's enough for the tooth. You're able to, as you've skinned it all now, just yank it out of the mouth by the root. Um, now a bloody stump with this large, large tooth uh, as a trophy to your victory. Excellent. Anybody else? All right. Well, with that, I would say the sunset, but it's already been dark for hours, given your location. And the Reged take turns on watch, giving the heroes of the North a chance to get a full rest as all of you prepare to enter where they dare not go the following morning. Can I just say what I would do if I was Altus in this moment? <laughs> you can choose to keep it or not keep it. Uh, I think that's something that Jake needs to decide Let's when he's back. Yeah. Maybe after party or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can go over the hypotheticals in the after party. Um, it could be a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, as the day breaks the next day, as much as it ever does here, a cold wind <coughs> blows off the glacier, extinguishing the fire as the ragged wake you all up. Valin already saddled, 
with all of her bags and her spell book and Oriel's spell book as she stands waiting at the edge of the camp for all of you. Get the animals ready and ready to go. If I might be so bold, I'm not sure it's safe to take them where we're going. It's possibly best to leave them here. I'm sure that your friends would take good care of them. Tempus does not like leaving them behind. I I don't, but this is better than with your kobold buddies, so at least I trust Hangar to take good care of them. He steps forward and kind of wraps his big beefy arms around Tempest um, in a last warm hug and says, they will be in better condition than you left them when you return. <laughs> Excellent. I will definitely be seeing you again to get my animals. He uh, walks over and kind of punches Altus in the arm. and says, I will take care of your mounts. You take care of her. <laughs> and he leans over and winks at Tempest at the absurdity of, uh, <laughs> of somebody else fighting her battles. And with that, the Regan begin to tear down uh, all of them, looping your animals by their ropes uh, to keep them together within uh, the snowy landscape. Yes? Uh, 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 before he starts to do that, uh, uh, Malai hugs uh, <laughs> Hengar, thinking that's just what they do, and then, then whispers to him, uh, watch out for Porkchop, he is a terrible biter. <laughs> There's one way to solve that, metal man. They bite you, you bite them back. <laughs> you did promise to leave them in better shape than than you took them, though. I'm not going to take a chunk off, but, you know, slaps you on the back with a resounding thud from the metal echoing off. <laughs> you just have to let them know oh. who's in charge. <laughs> and he pats Porkchop on the back uh, as they begin to depart from the mouth of the glacier. Do you want to say I would give them some like feed and stuff so they don't have to like use their own stores? Oh yeah, they will greatly <clears throat> take that with how yep. desperate the winter's been. Yeah. Excellent. And with that, all of you approach the waterfall itself. And I should put you on the map that indicates as such. <laughs> <coughs> If it's not too much of an imposition, if I could also get control of Altus, that would be great. Yes, I can definitely do that real quick. All right. And as I do that, um, if we could move the map, can it move just slightly to the right? Or is that... I know World 20 has some... Uh, that's that's just right. I can zoom in right. and go more, but that's about it. That's ah. okay. I can also just move the map over slightly. Cool. That'll do. Okay, and let me go ahead and give you control of Altus so that we can enter into this uh, without him falling behind. All right, you should be good to have that now. Um, ta-da. An immense glistening wall of blue ice stands before you. It seems impenetrable, but you notice that a lighter colored stripe nearly bisects the wall at one point. This is the frozen waterfall 
Bethelin spoke of. Valin steps forward, Professor Scant hovering at her side, and reads at the waterfall. We bow to she who wears the crown, let the world shiver with dread, clad in winter's whitest gown, her snow enshrouds the dead. Her fury sheds but frozen tears, as gray clouds issue forth, her wind across the wasteland shears, bringing blizzards from the north. Ice-kissed flowers caught mid-bloom, beauty kept in all its grace, summer's gone to its silent tomb, stilling in her cold embrace. All the world in winter's white, sheathed in sleet and ice, set upon never-ending night, she conjures paradise. Behold her everlasting rhyme, see how it covers all. Weep not for those she traps in time behind her glacial wall. Sovereign of summer's lost, general of winter's war, long live the queen of cold and frost. May she reign forevermore. As the last word of the poem is spoken, a rumbling sound comes from deep within the glacier. The noise reaches a crescendo as the great wall of ice parts. <clears throat> Through the crack, you can see an opening that leads inside the glacier. Boleyn turns her head and spits into the snow, slamming the book shut and tucking it back into her bag. That was beautiful. I mean, well, it was a bit overly praising of the winter Ariel, but... <laughs> I mean, it's her rhyme, isn't it? She wrote it herself, so goodness knows gods aren't generally humble. She looks back at all of you and steps through the break in the waterfall into the darkness beyond. I follow her. <laughs> okay, excellent. So coming into this space, you can see that the floors, the ceilings, the walls are all made of smooth and crystal ice semi-transparent but so thick that not much can be made out through them except for shapes far in the distance ahead of you. As the hallway opens further and the reveal button never likes me. There we go. Eat the button. <laughs> All right. I will admit, in the few games that I have gotten dynamic lighting to work, it has been so much simpler for dungeon exploration. <laughs> yes, yes. The difficulty is in recording everyone's viewpoint. <laughs> um, all right. You come to a 30-foot high cavern. In the center are the remains of a wooden ship hole resting on the floor. Professor Scant chimes in. Ah, the Nethery Sky Coach. I've always wanted to ride on one of those. Pity it's no longer in one piece. What is a Sky Coach? It's a ship that you can uh, take through the air. It's like a, like on water, but but higher up. It flies. Well, not this one, but generally speaking, yes. 
And this function via magic? Yes, uh, all due to the magic of the Mithlar. It gave them great powers for um, artifice like this. I mean, a permanent flying effect is quite impressive. And they had many of these? Oh, yes, they were just as common as boats and ships in the sea. Though the likes of this has not been seen in hundreds of years at this point. Hmm. What? But they have the answer. You can see in this room as well, there is a tunnel. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying, uh, Mark, you might need to reset your roll 20. Is it oh, yeah, it looks like it's stuck. Oh, okay. Um, putting this back to social for a moment. Um, from this room uh, leads off multiple other passageways. Um, above you, there is a small one um, there as you can see, and everyone will be able to see on the map again momentarily. Um, and two more lead off on the uh, the bottom left over here. Oh, In man, front... Very small tunnels. <laughs> yes. In front, on the other side of the skyship, there is a 20-foot drop sheer into another chamber. Well... It wouldn't, it would behoove us to set up a climbing rope for that drop just in case we end up on the other side of it. Would it not? Is it just kind of dark down there? Can we see uh, much about the chamber 20 feet Um, below? So you can see from where you're standing, um, sparkling icicles as long as swords cling to the 40 foot high roof of this cavern. Uh, Another 10 feet above you where it starts. Um, It's strewn with frost covered blocks of stone and there is a toppled pillar in its center. But from there, that is all you can see. Go ahead Uh, and extend that out. Is it just Malai who doesn't have dark vision, or or do you have no dark vision as well, Hugo? Mm, I do. Okay, so Malai's going to make himself a headlamp using his magical tinkering, so he can see. Okay. And unfortunately, um, do all of you see the area that was revealed there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It is for some reason not showing up on the uh, on the zoom share so weird oh there we go okay excellent Um, and from there are you all entering into that descent or are you exploring the cave that you're in i mean it's up to the group yeah i think we should take one of the halls rather than try and climb down here first i'm sure there's an easier way I just wanted to have this set up in case we were in a let's flee for our lives situation later and we came across a 20-foot wall. No, that's a good idea. I guess I look down this hallway here. Um, In that hallway, um, you see what appears to be um, nearly like a a slide uh, going upwards. So it's ascending, so we would have to walk up the slide. 
Yes. Maybe third hallway is a charm. <laughs> Go check out the other hallway. I mean, arrows uh, on maps are always interesting. <laughs> Valen, are you? Do you have any idea where we go from here? Can you provide us any direction? Well, as far as I know, uh, forward is the best way to go. We just need to find the cavern that goes the deepest and follow it deeper. Still, uh, nobody's charted out this area, so we are really the explorers of this. Unless other members of the Brotherhood have gotten here before us, in which case uh, we should be more careful than we're already planning. Should they not have required the Codicil of White to get this far? I believe so. But that said, there are things even I do not know. Hard to imagine. Okay, so are you planning on going up that northern hallway where Tempest is? Yeah, we follow Tempest. That's that's the or, general unless, rule of the party. Does anyone feel like investigating the ship a little bit? Like, I don't know I if can, that looks investigatable. I can give it a look once over. He said it was un- non-functional, but maybe there's something that can be salvaged. Can I make an investigation check? Go ahead. Oh, that's Altus. I was like, why is my investigation so low? <laughs> Okay, that's a dirty 20. Okay, Um, so immediately you find the headless skeletons of four dead Netherese wizards. You recognize their robes as matching the robe that you saw in the tower when you stopped at that waypoint. Um, There is also a 200 pound iron safe. It has a combination lock with numbers from zero to 50 written in draconic script. Knock! <laughs> All right. And with the knock spell, you hear a click and a loud creak as the chest opens up. Ah, <gasps> Inside, there is a bag of holding. Ooh. <laughs> and after that loud click echoes off into the chambers, you all hear mm. cackling. Cackling? <laughs> and there's multiple voices cackling from multiple directions as they begin to come closer. <laughs> I immediately turn to Tempest go, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all that was in there? <laughs> Flame skulls come out of both tunnels. Roll initiative. Flame skulls. I don't accept that. Hey Z, did you cast the initiative thing on me this morning or did you use it on somebody else? Um, yeah, I probably did it on you. Okay. Whew. I got a 15. Okay. 15. All right, who else got me here? God. 17. Uh, 17? Altus is also a 15, but I think he has better decks than Hugo. I have a plus one, so he probably does. Frame scores. And then Molly with advantage, managed to 10. <laughs> and Z? Five. Five. All right. 
All right, our dexterous sorcerer at the bottom here, Tempest, you begin our initiative. Okay, okay. So it's these little things? Yes. There's one right in front of me, right? Okay. I'm going to take two swipes. And I'm going to hold off on raging. They're just flame skulls at this time. Yeah, those aren't dangerous at all. (laughs) We'll see. We just entered this very dangerous place. Um, And for all of your reference, this is what you are looking at. That's what, and that's what's cackling, right? Yes. Okay. How many other? There's two coming out of the northern and two coming out of the southern. Not to derail any further, but I could listen to Helena say "ooh" for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That makes me feel better than it's annoying. I got a 17 and a 24. Okay, and you're attacking the one that's right in front. Yes. All of those will hit. Okay. So that's gonna be. 14 plus 8. Okay. 24 damage. 24 damage. <coughs> All right. It spits and hisses at you as you manage to cut through the ambient aura around it. And we go from Tempest down to Altus, unless you would like to move or anything, Tempest. No, I'm good. Okay. Excellent. Altus? <laughs> Altus. Um hearing uh how helena said that this might take a while like we should probably preserve our stuff he's just going to attack uh the one closest to him which he does not have his rapier on here so i am not sure exactly how he does that all right Uh, we'll just do dex plus proficiency yeah, I'm just going to roll his Guiding Bolt and then change the number. Um, so that should be 23. Battle hit. All right. And a Rapier is a 1d8 plus 3. Okay. Come on, roll it. <laughs> Did not mean to roll that many, but uh, for 8 plus 3, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Right. He manages to do the same, the two in the back cackling, but now the two in the front with more serious eyes. And we'll go down from Altus to Hugo. Mm. Hugo will do cool things, probably. Super cool things. Super, super cool things. (laughs) These things... Uh, 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 screw it, scorching ray. I'm gonna try it. Right, they're they're flaming skulls. <laughs> go ahead. Which one are you shooting at? Here you go. Uh, all three. Okay. Oh, I guess the three that are closest to me. Okay, so we're looking at this guy, this guy, and this and guy. this guy. You got it. Right. Give me those rolls. Natural twenty. That is an 18 plus 6, so that's a 24, and then a 14. All right, so all of those will hit. Cool. So the natural 20 is full damage, right? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. 
I've never played D&D before. Sorry, guys. Um, Abby, you're really good. <laughs> 18 points of damage for the natural 20. All right. And seven points of damage for the other one and 11 points of damage for the last one. As each of the rays strike home, you see the fire around each of the skulls grow brighter as they take no damage. <laughs> oh, guys, don't hit them with fire. And from Hugo, we will come to the skulls. One of them looking directly at you and cackling. It's going to move <clears throat> here. I'm honestly and, surprised it didn't heal them. <laughs> uh, and going to take an uh, attack. Coulter, how did that one move? Because I think Altus would get an attack of opportunity. Go ahead. Okay. And is the rapier slashing or piercing? Piercing. Okay. Mm, well, he got a dirty 20, so. Okay. Uh, so that's... Uh, 10 and then he does an additional d8 which i didn't realize because of his cleric stuff so 15 altogether five of it radiant the rest piercing all right he notices that the piercing damage doesn't seem to affect it quite as he expects but the radiant does seem to get through that haze of flame if it matters it is a plus one rapier no, it does affect them. It's just not as much of an effect as he expects. Okay. I'm just saying it was a magic rapier. I forgot yeah. to mention that. Um, all right. And with that, this one is going to... That will be a 9 and a 19 to hit, Hugo. Uh, 19 definitely hits. All right. So that's going to be 12 fire damage as it opens its gaping jaws, continuing to cackle as it shoots a fire ray out at you. And this one on Altus. A 22 and an 18 to hit Altus. Um, Sorry, was that all fire damage? It was all fire damage. Okay, I have resistance to it. Okay. Uh, it? You can laugh back at it as it attempts to turn your own fire back against you and merely does partial damage. All right. So those, uh, the what were the numbers again? 22 and? 18. Uh, they was both hit. I was hoping he had shield, but he doesn't. That's going to be 16 fire damage total from that one. He already this, used his reaction. These two oh, yeah, are both going to... Oh, well, that was weird. These two are both going to come in and attack Tempest. And that is going to be a crit, a 13, a 10, and a 13. Uh, just the crit. All right, so that's going to be 20 fire damage as that one shoots its ray, hitting you directly oh. into the chest. Okay, I will be having that because I am also right. resistant to fire damage. We got and a lot I'm a of fire at in it. all this ice. <laughs> 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 all right, so from there we are down to Malai. Uh, Malai can't move that attack of opportunity, so I will attack the one in front of me. All right. Uh, do, 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 16 for the first hit, 
Hits. 18 for the second hit. Hits. And then a crit for my offhand. All right. So <laughs> how much damage is all of that and what type is it? Uh, it is all thunder. Uh, so that's 7, 12, and then for my offhand, it's going to be 20 for the crit. Okay, so is that 32 total then, or is that 39 total? Uh, 24 plus 4. 28. 28 plus 7, so 35. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> there was just several numbers that so I was trying to keep track. All right, oh, so that one is looking now uh, below its health as you see the light beginning to dim around it, the flames growing closer to the skulls and concentrating within the eyes as the others remain strong. Mm-hmm. Also, if that skull tries to attack anyone other than me, it has disadvantage. All right, excellent. And now we are to Valin. As she reaches out to the one next to her that has gone after Hugo, excuse me, and casts a very Valini spell which I will announce momentarily as her character sheet sits on my screen loading. And that is going to be a chill touch, which she gets a 26 on, which will hit. And that is five necrotic damage to this one. And we come down from Belinda Z. Okay, I've been listening to too many other system podcasts. Is there, if I, I do an arc, yeah, if I do an arcana check, can I figure out if this thing is like resistant to stuff or like why it doesn't seem like it's taking as much damage? Um, that will be your action. Um, as they hover off the ground moving slightly from side to side there's small noises that you can hear between the sounds of the battle deeper in the cave the shapes of the halls and the height of the ceilings making it difficult to tell direction but if this encounter has told you anything it is that you are not alone uh, I can call out to Z and say that thunder damage worked nicely because they seem to be fully affected by that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I guess we wouldn't um, have a concept for thunder damage, would we? I don't know. <laughs> um, balls. Can I'm I get uh, that kind of thing of like, I did a sound thing and it worked, I did a fire thing and it didn't work. <laughs> Did I get that same sense when I hit my slashing damage? No. Okay. All right. I'm going to do a gunning pool. Okay. And which one are you going after, Z? Um, I'm going to go after this one since no one's hit it yet. I'm to... Okay. Excellent. Um, so Z throws his arm out and like a purple bolt flies out. 
19 hit. That'll hit. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'm just having my dice. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Twelve damage. That's still pretty good, and you can see that this one has now begun to dim, like the one across the room. Um, else and then, no, just a reminder: whoever attacks this one next has advantage. All right. So from Someone there, we're else. back at the top of the round with Tempest. All right, two hits again. Um, same one I previously struck, I guess. Um, oh boy. Okay, so one is a nine, and the other one is a dirty 20. Excellent. And you said the first one was what again, sorry? A nine. First nine. one does not hit, second one does. Okay, and so then that's going to be 13, 13 damage. All right, that one goes to the ground as the lights in its eyes go out and it rattles against the floor of the cave. And That's one. Anything else in your turn, Tempest? Mm -mm. Back to Altus. <laughs> All right, Altus, again, trying to save his spell slots, is going to uh, rapier the one in front of him. But he has time. advantage on that. Yes. Uh, 22 and Hits. a 26. Both hit. All right, so that's going to be 6 damage plus the 1d8, which they put in a weird place. All right. Uh, additional 5, so 6 piercing, 5 radiant, and then I will channel divinity to get a second strike. No, it's his warp priest so uh okay. and that one will not have advantage but that'll be 23 hits uh for another six uh is that all piercing this time six piercing plus an additional eight radiant all right and with that eight radiant hitting this one it clatters to the floor in a similar fashion as the cave becomes just a little darker than it was before from altus we are down to hugo um, I will cash Shillelagh, and I will attack the one right in front of me. Also on Altus's turn, he will flank with Hugo, giving you advantage okay. on your Shillelagh attack. That is a 26 to hit. That will hit. That is a six points of damage. Excellent. Oh, I guess, hold on. Ten points of damage. All right, what kind of damage was that? Um, bludgeoning damage? Shillelagh does bludgeoning. Excellent. And from Hugo, we will come down to the skulls. As the one next to Tempest cackles and you see its mouth open wider and wider as a pellet of fire flies from it and i need every uh all right 
as the fireball begins to go off yeah. to the center of the room, it shrinks back and poofs out. <laughs> MVP. What does, it look, what does it look like when you yeah. cast Counterspell? Um, it looks like... Um, trying to think how to... So, like, it looks like there's, like, a pocket void of, like, weird, like, clear stuff moving around, like a, like a, like a vortex of just, like, clear... And just hits it and just like sucks it in. You like throw that out? <laughs> yeah. I just like nice. throw like a little ball of like vortex, I guess. Cool. <laughs> cool. Mini hurricane. You see the flame skull on the other side as rather than projecting out, fire begins to spin around it broader and broader until a five foot diameter sphere of fire appears in this square here, which I will mark by putting another flame. Oh, this doesn't have counterspell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! Uh, <laughs> all right. And with that, uh, he's going to use a bonus action to move the spell into Valin. She is going to make a dex save as she attempts to dive out of the way of the sphere to which she gets an amount um, that is not enough and she takes the full 2d6. As you see her coattails scorching, taking five flame damage from this fire. All right, that's going to bring us from them to Malai. Uh, Malai is here. They're there. Wait, is there three? The one Malai? of those is just to represent the flaming sphere. Oh, okay, okay. And this is the flaming sphere? Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tempest, are you good with that one? I think so. Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20. Then I will attackity, attackity. Time to smackity. Uh, 13, oof, 11? Neither of those will hit. All right, hopefully my offhand, 18. That will hit. All right, I do a whopping seven thunder damage, and it now cannot attack anyone without getting disadvantage besides myself. <laughs> All right, mm -hmm. and from Malai, we are down to Valin, who is going to attempt to move out of the space of that flaming sphere, and in turn, turn another attack with her wand of magic missile on this one, which will hit, and with that, as she flicks her wrist and the little light darts go swirling around it with a whistle, hitting it from three sides, this one clatters to the floor, that flame sphere dissolving. Nice. And from Valin, we are on to Z. Um, I'm gonna cast Secret Flame on this shit here. Okay. It doesn't do flame damage though, right? Uh, deck saving throw. <laughs> All right, that is going to be 
A 17. Yeah, I forgot this is a save. Damn, nothing happens. All right. And with that, we are from Z up to Tempest, unless there's anything else you had, Z. No. Okay, <laughs> Tempest. All right, two more wax. <laughs> All right, so that's 16 plus 7 and 15 Hits. plus 7, which is... Both hit. Okay, cool. Um, first one. Wow. Well, I got 5 plus 8, so that's... 13. God, that was rough. <laughs> it is barely hanging on by a thread as we come from Tempest to Altus. Um, you see it beginning to waver in its hover, the flames dark and mostly focused in its eyes as the entire cavern returns into darkness. Altus? Sacred flame. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is A and 11. <laughs> All right. It takes... 13 radiant damage. And falls to the ground in a clatter as you are all out of initiative. All right, so as the cavern returns to darkness, all of the skulls scattered about the floor, you are once again presumably alone. Uh, Altus, without ceremony, is going to cast Death Ward on Tempest because he's worried about her. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. How long does that last? Eight hours. The first time you would drop to zero hit points as a result of taking damage, you instead drop to one. Cool. How about cast on you before it's not as Tempest? Hmm? So what does that yeah. look like, you doing that to me? Did I you mean, tell I'm me? assuming... I'm assuming it's some kind of black energy because it's Altus, so I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for him, but... Oh, oh, I, I didn't realize it's Altus. Okay. Yeah. Um, Altus, Altus can cast fourth level spells, not Malai, for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Valin, catching her breath, looks around and says, nice job, all of you. But I think that our best course of action is to continue. How much damage oh. did she take? Uh, she took uh, ba -ba She took uh, five damage. She all right? She not okay? She's a little singed, but she seems okay. All right. All right, I start up this hallway here. I just realized there was four headless corpses inside the sky car, and we just fought four skulls. <gasps> That's cool. Make sure, my, make sure my head does that when I die. <laughs> All right. Inside the cavern, this area is almost uh, entirely empty. You can see where the flame skulls seem to have melted nooks into the ice itself for their resting places. But aside from that, there is nothing but the stalactites and stalagmites of ice. Um, I guess it's up the slide. I have a question before we left that room. Yeah. Could I have done some kind of check now to see if I recognize what those things were? Yeah, sure. Uh, what would you like? Uh, Arcana, I think, is fair for what they are. 
If anyone wants unsolicited advice, religion is often used for undead creatures as well. Um, 18. Um, so with that, uh, and with the note from Malai that there are four headless bodies of wizards on the next side, um, you can surmise not directly what kind of creature they are, um, but that they are the enchanted undead skulls with some sort of flame resistance. I mean, they were on fire, so that makes sense. That does narrow it down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, looking at the situation as it currently is, I feel like fighting the upward slope of the slide might be harder than going down the drop. Am I understanding that correctly? Like it's an actual slide or is it just like an incline? Okay, I have to ask. I think that I have misread this map, so I apologize. Um, Mm. This is a slide going downwards. So Um, going. Tell me, I'm going to ask this question because this this drives me nuts with Roll20 sometimes and it's always one of those things. I'm just going to give you guys this. And for all of us that have been in Roll Twenty, is that going down or going? Yeah, up? yeah. So, we, like so cool. we would, yeah, we would be fighting against it with that arrow because the the bottom of the arrow is where it starts, and then it's an incline down. So we would Excellent. have to climb okay. up it. So the first insight was correct, and I should not have doubted it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is down, right? This is lower than us. Yeah. Yeah, this is lower, and then this is higher. And Flynn did say we needed to go down. Oh. And I think she she mostly was saying in, like go wherever's in. Um. Metal man, what's the chances of you like bracing yourself here with like some? Pitons or something. I mean, it is entirely possible. I just figured path of least resistance. I mean, shouldn't we explore everywhere before we? Very well. I take out some pitons and start to climb the ice slide with a rope dangling behind me. <laughs> All right. So give me an athletics check. We all have climbers right. kids. Um, before before we do that. Sorry, give me one second. I will, um, everybody, just gather around me. Yes. We gather. And then I will um, bring forth my little spirit animal. Oh, yeah. He's been absent so And then Mordecai is going to bamf us all uh, to the top. (laughs) All right. And guess what? I... Misread, it is downward. I don't know what their arrows mean. They make yes! no sense. It is downward. It is descend. Descend. Then I will so not do that. I'm I will sorry. Not cast Mordecai. <laughs> I mean, he can, he's happy to hang out, I'm sure. No, but then it kills one of my things. So I'll just keep him away for now. I love his little ability. Right. That's cool. So this it is, is a slide cool. down. 
That doesn't make sense. Doesn't. Does I mean, not. oh no! What the hell is that? What the Blast-covered blocks of stone jut from the floor of this 10-foot-high cave of ice. Perched atop the largest stone is an emaciated kobold with glowing red eyes. It bears elongated fangs and hisses at you, then scampers away. I look at Vlyn. Is that uh, one of your runaways? Wait, it tries to scamper away? Yeah. Uh, do I get to react to that at all? Sure. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, you can want I have, the... Can I have Altus cast hold person on it? Yeah. I believe it gets a save. All right. That's going to be a wisdom save, correct? I believe so. And that is an 18. All right, never mind. Um, as you all see it scampering away, it looks roughly like this. <gasps> He's kind of cute. As Professor Scant announces, oh, I've never seen a kobold made into a vampire before. Dreadful. Vampire? Vampires yes. are real? <laughs> You couldn't tell from the fangs and the eyes? So you're not scared of, like, flying fire skull things, but vampires? Well, I didn't vampires. say I was scared of it. I mean, I am damn nigh no. indestructible. Not you. Not you. Yes, why would I not be afraid of vampires? I, I just Interesting choice. All right. Up until this moment, I assumed vampires were a fictional creature. Now... Confronted with their existence, I, I, I'm. Huh. Are vampires dead, Valin? Can you control that that guy? Um, I mean, if I'd created it, but unfortunately, oh. it's been turned by a, another force. And <laughs> Professor Scant, speaking over her, um, basically says, uh, if it takes radiant damage or damage from holy water, it will not regenerate. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a damn time taking the damn thing down. Mm. Can we follow the undead creature thing? Sharp teeth? If you'd like to, sure. Do we think it's okay, soft to tell we go, somebody? <laughs> before we go on any further, um, can I do detect thoughts? Sure. What is the range on that? So it would make it to here. Okay. And then outward radius, but it won't, it wouldn't go through these walls or anything. It would just basically be this room. Did we establish if your detect dox works on the undead though? I'm still doing it. So. <laughs> um, as you do that, it's unclear whether it doesn't work on it or whether it's now too far out of your range, but you can only sense the members of your party. Okay. Uh, Professor Scant also lets all of you know from his extensive knowledge as if he is standing there reading from a podium as he floats off the ground, uh, forbiddance a vampire can't enter a residence without an invitation from one of the occupants, Harmed by running water. A vampire takes 20 acid damage when it starts its turn in running water. Stick to the heart 
It will destroy a vampire if a piercing made of wood is driven through its heart and sunlight hypersensitivity. Oh, so um, in this dark cave, uh, flashing it with sunlight would be effective, is what you're saying. Well, you all are magic users. I assumed somebody had been smart enough to bring sunlight into a dark cavern. Perhaps I am mistaken. Although I did not think it possible to underestimate you lot. (laughs) I look back at him and I'm like, I don't know if I'm offended by that or kind of happy. The floating Uh, orb of light with no facial expression just softly pulses. Altus does have daylight prepared, but he only has one spell slot of it, so we need to be careful with that. Oh, no, wait. No, wait. It's a third level spell. He has three of them. I also have daylight, so we should be fine. Oh, cool. All right, so this room continues. Um, If you approach this alcove to the south here, you see that it narrows and appears to go into nothing. Isn't that the way the kobold went? It is. But it, but it goes nowhere. It appears to narrow into just ice meeting itself. I'm sorry. How did it get so through? We, the kobold went here or went here? It went here. So if we push on, you know, what looks like the ice meeting, it feels like an ice corner still, or? Yes, it feels, I mean, like solid ice. Okay. Up up above ice? Rock? Up above ice as well. Hmm. Magic? Scant. Professor Scant, you seem to know a lot about vampires, correct? Yes. Uh, is there I know some, a lot about a lot of things. Is there some reason a vampire specifically would be able to fit into this space that we are not able to? None that I'm aware of. I, perhaps there's some sort of passageway? I, I'm not entirely sure. It appears to be solid ice to me. Hmm. Is it not a cantrip? It is not. And knock unlocks things but it doesn't necessarily open or close things so if there's no nothing keeping it closed sure. i was gonna i was gonna try shatter it well can i detect magic just real quick sure is there any magical effects on the ice nothing or lingling that magic effects from the vampire out. <laughs> um from what you are able to see the ice itself is solid and non-magical. Can I tell how thick the ice is? Um, how would you like to tell? Um, I want to knock on it. Okay. Listen, listen with my little ear hole. Um, are you knocking at uh, which area are you knocking at? Uh, <laughs> just like right in front of me. Okay. Um, Sorry. There is I'm, no. I'm here. I'm knocking at this portion. Um, that portion so that actually is like an arch above you so you can you can step into that area further in um but the ice on either side of you that you knock into uh there's no echo no like sound of any sort of emptiness inside it's as if you're knocking against a solid wall of rock investigation around to see if there's any holes or anything 
Curiouser and curiouser. Uh, that is pretty good. Investigation. That is an 18. Um, as you dig around, there is a small area of snow that seems to have been recently moved. And scraping it aside, there is a little, like, tunnel. I found a tunnel. Too big for us, I'm assuming. I mean, too small for us, I'm assuming. Yes. Comfortably tight for a kobold. All right, I have... I have a couple concerns. What are these things eating? <laughs> it's my understanding that vampires must live off of the blood of human virginal females. <laughs> wow, that's a specific order. I'm As worried. I'm worried that virginal males are also a problem. <laughs> Darling, they're not nearly that picky, but from the small glimpse we got of it, it did seem rather thin. Uh, and if it ran away from us, there must be more of them, right? Hmm. Otherwise, it would have attacked us. Yeah, it's probably going to let his kin know that people are here. Fresh meat, fresh mm -hmm. blood. Uh, Hugo, could you step back? Oh, uh, sure. I'm going to shatter the hell out of this little passage, hoping to block off that tunnel out of a panic. The... <laughs> cave shakes around you as the icy walls crack and panels fall from the ceiling ahead, crashing in. Over here, Valin barely stepping out of the way of more ice falling in the other side of the cavern and the area around the steps upwards is now difficult terrain. But they are open. I meant that could have been much worse. I was trying to block this this part. That's blocked entirely. Okay. Okay. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Maybe uh, don't do that again. I'm um, going to fall on us and trap us here. I'm going to tell you right now, Hugo, I am not thinking at full logical capacity at this time. <laughs> okay. Just don't do that. And then we should be fine. I go, yeah, into this hall here. All right, Tempest, you find yourself on the other side of the room that you had all been looking down on before. <coughs> ah, see? The rope is going to turn out useful now. <laughs> Good call. So to reiterate, sparkling icicles as long as long swords cling to the 40-foot-high roof of this cavern, the floor of which is strewn with frost-covered blocks of stone and a toppled pillar. Embedded in the east wall is a glittering stone tower that appears to have crashed through the ceiling long ago. The exposed wall is cracked, has a few small holes, but it is otherwise intact. I'll go ahead and expand that for y'all. Uh, I just zoomed out to look at this map. Is this cave as big as this seems? Yes, yes it is. That is crazy cool. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god! It's so big! 
<laughs> I feel like and we're gonna be here for a full episode, a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would assume so. <laughs> uh, this is the tower that is discussed there, um, and as you all enter the room, sort of beginning to get your bearings, you hear from <coughs> scant. Oh, the tower appears to be of Nethery's construction. Whether it for were it not for the cracks in the holes, the stone would be smooth as glass, shaped by wizardly magic. Mr. Scant, I find that I like you. What is everybody's passive perception? Ooh, that is a question. Um... Now you ask questions for things that I don't know. Ten. Uh, Eighteen. Malai is 12 and <laughs> Altus is 21. Right. Oh, he, oh, took, he took that a feat. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Altus and Hugo, as you enter this room and begin to examine it, you notice that the icicles on the ceiling are not quite right. No. They, um, don't do this. There are ice methods clinging uh, to several of them. Out of the room, out of the room, everybody. Uh, but I want to look at the tower. Out of the room. <laughs> I go where he's pointing, wherever he might be. Out of the room, Tempest, as you walk towards that hallway, I need you to make a deck saving throw. Okay. <sighs> Ooh. That's a I three will also on the need one throw. from Z and one from Altus. I got a four. A four? Yeah. All right, Z and Altus. <laughs> Altus got a five. Okay, Z. <laughs> um. Good. Let I cast Death Ward on Tempest. This is a dex. I'm you a full it. health, baby. Um, I'm almost at full. <laughs> 13. Okay. So uh, everybody but Z, uh, Altus and Tempest, as you both rush out of the room at Hugo's behest, the icicles crack from the ceiling. Z, one barely misses you. And Altus and Tempest both take seven damage as it rains down ah. on your body as you exit the cave. Oh boy. I so are you all moving back into this hallway or? That's where I'm kind of ushering people okay. back into this room. What the hell? So it looked like there were flying methods in the ceiling. They probably knocked down those um, spears. That's what hit you guys. So um, not good, Not not really good. So when oh, we're Molly, in this are you hall, still in the room or did you follow? Uh, I hunkered down because the ceiling was caving in. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the rest of you in the room here. And the hall is covered much closer. Like there's kind of, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like this cavern is really tall, but <clears> in the hall that we're in, that's short. 10 feet tall, and then it With opens no... into a 40 foot tall room. Okay, yeah, and then no, okay, I got it. All right, I'm gonna go back to the mouth of this, and I'm gonna shoot at one of the methods. <laughs> okay, now that you all know what you're looking for, 
da, 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 da. they become tokens. <laughs> Mecha <Yes>. methods. <laughs> Just a moment. You can see where they are dotted across the ceiling. Okay, you can stop revealing now. <laughs> okay, you can stop now. Oh, oh no, that's uh, another one. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're not listening to me. <laughs> and Tempest, you said you're taking a shot at one? Yeah. Okay. Give me a roll. And which one are you okay. shooting at, Tempest? Um, probably this closest one. Okay, so that ten. is going to be using Hank's formula, 10 feet over and 40 feet up, and there is a Pythagorean theorem which will tell you how far it is away, but I think your bolt can hit it one way or another. Yeah, it's 100, 100, 300, I think I get cool. there. Excellent, go ahead, what's that, or what's the- uh, It was, it was a 10. <laughs> uh, that will not hit. 41.23 feet away. As you fire Ooh. at it, one of the icicles comes crashing to the ground and shatters, and I will need you all to roll initiative. Oh, I have a stupid plan. I really want to. How high up are they? 40 feet. 40. Uh, 40 feet up. I got a three. Damn it. All right, so we have Hugo on three. Who's next? Uh, both Molly and Altus are on an 11, but Altus definitely goes first. Okay. 18. Okay. 15? 18 for me. 18. Oh, how did I underestimate Tempest? Of course she was higher than that. Uh, and Z? 19. Oh, good job, Z, from lowest to highest now. The best initiative I've ever rolled as a character. I would like to say, Hank, if it wasn't for your Twilight ability, I would have rolled a zero. So, yeah. And as a reminder for Ice Methods, those are your buddies. They are not our buddies. There's never been once where we have been good friends with them. And with that, they are going first. So oh, I will no. need Malai to make a deck save. Uh, no. He nah. can't do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, what, was, what was it, though? Five. It was a five. I told you okay. he couldn't do it. It's <laughs> going to be uh, seven damage as the ice right above you breaks off and shatters to the ground into your suit of armor. What type of damage is it? Uh, the It's falling ice, so that will be uh, piercing damage. Okay. And from there, the other methods will act. And that is going to be something that they do, sure is. Um, each of them, this one is going to swing forward to here as is. This one just moved, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. 
Um, and one after another, this one will release its frost breath at Tempest. Uh, can I get a deck save? And how high up are they staying? Oh, that's in that one. <laughs> uh, they are staying, right now they are um, moving to be within range. So this one is uh, 15 feet off the ground. And that Tempest <laughs> is going to be a eight. Uh, it's going to be eight cold damage for that. And Malai, can I also get a um, deck save? I already told you that I don't do those, but I will make another one. All right. That's a two this time. That is five <laughs> frost damage as this one breathes ice upon you. Well, um, I have resistance to that, so that's two. <laughs> the rest of them all stay still after their movement. And we come down to Z. That's not terrifying at all. Um, oh, God. Molly, how are you looking? I have not even worked through my temp HP yet. We forgot about that. Because remember, we all have 10 temp, temp HP at the beginning of every day. Oh, God. Do you have cold resistance? Molly does. No, I'm asking him. I do not. Okay. I don't know if I should do what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it anyway because he's not happy. And he's not sure about Molly, so. Are you going to pass by me? I'm going to stay next to you. Okay. It's okay if I take damage, whatever. No, um, I, just, I just wanted to hand you something if you were going to pass me, but. I wanted to see if I could hand you something, but never, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm he's gonna cast a fireball right here. I'm fine. If I, don't worry about me. Yeah. I Fireballs. So if I go here, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, it should just barely miss Tempest, but hit everyone else. It's okay. And I'll, where are you putting it? <laughs> here. Okay, and you're putting it up in the air. Probably 15 feet in the air. Okay, because they, everything, every other one of these besides this one and this one are still 40 feet up. So it's a 20 foot radius. So it's still, it's that's a 40 foot diameter anyway. So okay. it's the floor to ceiling fireball basically. All right. Um, so that will hit. But that's why I'm going to go up a little bit so it'll catch more of them. Like, so maybe it wouldn't catch this guy then based on okay. the sphere. Okay, so but all of them. Else but it will also hit Malai there. Right. And can I take a reaction at the same time as taking a turn to cast a spell? A reaction? Uh, so I can weigh in on that. On your turn, you can only cast two spells at first level or higher on someone it's else's. A, it's oh, not okay. a spell. What is it? So as I cast a fireball, I also want to use one of my innate features to get, let's bend luck. It's a reaction and I can add a D4 to Molly's roll. Since that's his save, I would, I'll, I'll allow that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because when another creature you make sees an attack roll, 
you can or uh, makes an attack roll, a village check, or a saving throw. I'm gonna be honest, Hank. I wouldn't waste it. <laughs> All right. Just because um, like, I have a minus one to Dex, so there's no way I'm making a saving throw. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so with that, then uh, I will make the rest of their saving throws, and let's see what happens. Uh, as the fireball goes off, I am going to use my reaction to cast Absorb Elements, giving myself resistant to fire damage. <laughs> okay, makes it, makes it, the others do not. So it's 28 if they failed, so then 14 if they did not. Okay, um, and with that, uh, <laughs> uh, I need nobody to make any saves because they explode but <laughs> all of them are far enough away from you guys that you are out of range and then oh, he, he said, just pulled way ahead <laughs> as the so, challenge for most monster bodies continues <laughs> were these two not within it no those were the two that succeeded <laughs> Okay. The other ones. Oh, um, nope, never mind. You said this, this middle one was the one that, yeah. They uh, they also have vulnerability to fire, so even the half took them down, and this is the only ice method standing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what was your save, Malai? Uh, I got a five, but I did absorb elements, so I took 14. Okay. All right, so one is left, and we are down from Alta, or sorry, from Z to Tempest as the round barely begins. All right, that one's That's, in the air still? Mm -hmm. He's 15 feet up, because that is the one that attacked you with ice breath. All right, I'm going to take two shots with the rifle. Okay. Is oh, there a problem that can't be solved with fireball? <laughs> that was noise. Uh, dirty 20 and six. Uh, 30, 20 will hit, six will not. 16, 20, wah, three, 23, radiant. And as you fire, that one blasts out of the air, exploding into shards of ice. As the entirety of this cavern, it is now raining <laughs> from the heat as the stalactites have melted up several feet and are continuing to drip down into the ice below as they begin to solidify once more. And you are out of combat. While I clap you on the back. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's multiple, right? That's not just one, right? Oh yeah, that was a lot. Right, I mean, cool. you, I hope you counted because I did. I'll say, ah! That was, I was going to do something very stupid. Yours is much better. Clap him on the back. <laughs> While I um, stands up in the rain and goes, I don't know if that was wholly necessary. <laughs> um, I stayed strong, buddy. And just like shake my head. And I'm like, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> of course. I have just sort of spell in case something like that happens. <laughs> As you all enter into the cavern, what are you doing next? Uh, my detect walk magic, past this hallway, but not go down it. Uh, my okay. detect magic is down. 
still up. Is there anything magical in this room? Um, the tower itself has both the gleam of residual magic just from its creation and its years of being imbued with such. And as you examine it, there is mist flowing out of the tower into the room that also has the air of um, necromancy. Uh, Hugo, I would be very careful uh, in and around the tower. Is this a tower I'm standing next to? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Hugo, <laughs> as you are standing there, there is a mist flowing out around you. Strange. It's necrobatic, whatever it is. How high up is the like opening to this tower? Um, so there are cracks in the wall like that go from the ground all the way up. So like with that little opening that you're standing in front of is a crack in the tower. Oh, can I peek through and see if there's anything there? Um, just one moment. <coughs> All right. Um, peeking through into that tower, um, little remains of what you can see inside besides the outer shell. The interior walls seem to be decorated with shifting geometric patterns, and through the crack, you can see a human skeleton in a white robe lying on the uneven floor. Skeleton, uh, white robe. Um, I can't really see anything else. And down that, you can see that's actually a, for Z and Tempest over by those. It is stairs leading down deeper into the caverns. Nice. And as you examine, the mist coalesces into a solid form in the center of the room. As you hear a deep cackling snarl and on the floor, blood begins to spread. Oh. <gasps> That's scary. It looks around at all of you, a deep hyena grin across its face. Welcome to my home. It's been so long since we had guests here. Roll for initiative. Oh my God, I got a four. I would just like to point out that Knowles are my all-time favorite D&D race. So this is very <laughs> exciting. Is a it really Noel a vampire Knoll? <laughs> and Hugo, that was you, buddy? For a four? That, that was me. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. What's everybody else got for me? Altus is 18. Malai is 12. All right. Tempest 15. with advantage got a five. Oh no! <laughs> this is uh this is not a good one for the group here. 
to be honest, this was very surprising. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Mist just formed into a bloody where Noel in front of all of you. Um, and Wait, he's also a lycanthrope? He's a vampire where? <gasps> <laughs> um, give me just one moment. As you begin, the creature changes and swells into a large hyena, the crazy cackling continuing through the caverns as uh, it does so. All right, all right, we can hear you. <laughs> and that is going to begin our turn with Z. I'm sorry, what? You're going to begin us here, buddy. Why? Um, oh Lord. Um, um, where am I? I'm right there. Okay. Yes. Um, we are going to, okay. <laughs> oh, I just there's so many things, there's so many thoughts, but oh lord. Okay, we're gonna do um we're gonna do a magic missile. Magic missile? Magic. No, cast bolt, cast bolt, cast bolt. Um spell attack. That is a 22 to hit. All right, that will hit. The whole wood through the heart thing, that's not going to be like an immediate kill in the scenario, is it? Like if somehow I throw my javelin right into its heart, it's not going to instantly die. Though, right? <laughs> I feel like I feel like if that had been the case, um, Professor Scant would have told us. Well, he did say um, that. What's his, that's why I'm sorry, Hank. You take your turn. What's your damage, buddy? Hey, right. um, that's ten force damage. All right. Excellent. And a force damage, you said? Yes. Okay. Excellent. That is. It fires into him on all sides, and you see, although it does the damage, he does not react to it taking its full effect. From Z, where are we going? Ow. <laughs> Malai. Uh, shouldn't Altus go first? You are correct. I actually missed Altus. He would have been ahead of Z, so Altus. <laughs> I deleted him by accident. I was going to say, I don't see him on the board. Oh, there he is. I found him. Uh, okay. Um, Altus is going to cast MF in Daylight, because this thing looks like the biggest vampire we've come across, and that is a 60-foot radius, so that fills this entire room. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So he casts daylight. You see it raise its hands above its face and hiss at all of you as it cackles into nothing, just an angry snarl. And from uh, Altus, we are down now to Malai. For the record, I hissed back with a snake tongue. So. All right. So can I get over this pillar thingy or? Um. Uh, yeah, you can get over that. It's not giant. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, now that it's in bright light. I also need it to make a uh, dexterity saving throw versus my fairy fire. Okay. And with that, that is an eighteen. All right, it made it. Never mind. F my life. Wasted turn. That's great. Okay. Awesome. From uh, Mala. I am going to, as a bonus action, activate my temporary HP ability for my armor, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. From Mala, we are down to the hyena as it flees from here. Mala, you ah. get an attack of opportunity. All right. Freaking <clears throat> Uh. You said it's fleeing? Yes. Uh, so I would like to, instead of making an attack, uh, make a grapple check. Uh, okay. Actually, never mind. I have Sentinel. When I hit it with a, does a 28 hit? Yes. When I hit it, it takes uh, eight damage and its speed becomes zero because I have Sentinel. Okay. So it is stuck <laughs> there. And you said it takes 28 damage? No, just uh, 8 damage. 8 damage, okay. Like and that, that was thunder damage? Yeah. Okay. What is All that? Right, is that your spell or is that... Sentinel? Oh, yeah. Sentinel is a feat, uh, which kind of makes you like more defensive. So when something tries to run away from me, I can stop it in its tracks. Oh, interesting. All right. Uh, and as it is now frozen in place, it turns... <coughs> and makes a bite attack against you. Bring it. And <laughs> thrashes its claws. That is a 12, a 14, and a 19. None of those hit. All right, it is rolling with disadvantage. So, uh, as it misses all of its attacks, you hear it whimper in anguish as we go down to Tempest. Okay, alrighty. So, I am gonna raid. I'm gonna run up on it. I want to try. Can I squeeze back here and be flanking? Yeah, if you have enough movement, tight? totally. Uh, I definitely have enough movement. So, all right, I'm gonna go there. Uh, I'm going to try to stab it in the heart with my javelin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's gonna instantly kill it, but. Oh boy, I can't even hit it. That was only an 11. <laughs> Does not hit, unfortunately. All right, can I attack you do my still axe? have. I was going to say, you still have extra attack. Yeah, okay. I'm going to attack with my axe the second time. <laughs> that one's a 19. That will hit. And then he can make a deck save for my lightning damage. He's going to take... That is a 16. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's 17, and then he's taken half of four, so he takes 17 bludgeoning and two lightning. All right. As it howls in pain once more, blood and this viscous black liquid beginning to spatter out over its fur as you cut into its flesh. We come from Tempest down to Hugo. Finally, it's me. Um, How does it look? Um, It is still standing. It is not bloodied, but it is not happy. Okay. I will water bend all the freestanding water around me and create a floating sphere and cast watery sphere at it. So I need it to make a strength saving throw, please. Uh, That is a 22. All right, well, fuck. (laughs) It will stay in place. um, And (laughs) on subsequent turns, I will try again. (laughs) Okay, excellent. Then from Hugo, we will come back to the top of the round with Altus. Oh, with Altus? Yes. Um... Let's uh, give our... uh, Z's first, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I believe... Oh, no, because I forgot Altus the first time. He was supposed to be above Z. Okay. Um, Uh, I'm going to run up here, uh, and I'm going to cast Magic Weapon on your axe, Helena. Uh, which gives you a plus two, plus two with your axe, and it is now a magic weapon. A plus two to attack and a plus two to damage? Yes. Wow. That's nice. Okay. Uh, And then as a bonus action, I will attack with my rapier. Uh, With Altus's rapier, I should say. Uh, 19? That will hit. All right, that's going to be 11 piercing damage, and then... Is his rapier magic? Yes, uh, 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 Malai enchants it. Uh, And then two radiant damage. All right, and it hisses as that radiant damage goes off. More of that viscous fluid pouring from its fur where it is hit. Anything else from Altus? No, that's all of his actions. All right, Z, you're up. All right. So, like the um, is real quick. Magic weapon is that a concentration spell? Uh, never mind. I did not uh, cast that then. No, because daylight's not a concentration, so that's fine. Okay. So All it right, is a see, concentration spell. <laughs> um, so I'm there. Um, so I felt like when I cast the that force damage, it feels like it didn't do as much. No, it did. Yeah, it did the full pound. He was just being tough and not reacting. Oh, okay, cool. Um, then, oh, actually, let's do this. All right, we're going to do a gunning bolt. Oh, yes. And um, before, okay, so before I roll, I'm gonna cast it at fourth level. Just to, okay. That's a reward. Um, nineteen to hit. I'll hit. Yes. 
Uh, it's 26 radiant damage. Whew. Okay. He is now looking incredibly rough as he makes that attack. And as he looks fearfully around at all of you, we are down from Z to Malai. Let me already have advantage, but it has advantage because of that too. Okay. It does? No. Got it. Molly's next attack does. <laughs> Got it. All right. I'm going to attack it many times. <laughs> uh, 24. Hits. Uh, 18. Hit. Uh, does not. No, wait. Hits. And 26. Hits. All right. That one doesn't hit. <laughs> Nine. 24 and the 18 hit. 26, not so much. Nine plus eight. Uh, 17 plus 5 22 thunder damage okay it is barely standing now as we come to its turn and I need by a moment here with us everybody in the room to make a wisdom save Okay, so I can help one person with their wisdom save. So everybody tell me what your wisdom save is before we find out if it works. <laughs> I have no bonus, plus zero. 18. I got a 21. Oh, you want the roll, not the bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. I will give my plus four to Tempest, giving her 17. Um, You're muted, Coulter. What was everybody else's? Thank you. We have Tempest at a 17 and 18. 18. Oh, I need to do Altus. <laughs> Z? 16. Okay. And Altus I did and... use my uh, Tides of Chaos, so you can, or after, I'll tell you what happens. Let's get, yeah, so let's get that roll. Um, well, it's Altus. next time I cast a spell. Altus is a 23. Okay, excellent. And tell me again what Molly's was. Uh, 21. Okay, all of you ended up making it as the cackle rings out through the cavern, causing the icicles above to clink against one another as they sway on the ceiling to the sound. And as you all recover from that, it bursts into mist. Oh. In its mist form, is it immune to damage? Um, the mist is dispersed, so there is nothing to hit. That seems unfair. And you are uh, now good. If if I open up the new bag of holding we got, and Hugo makes an amazing roll to gust of wind all of that mist into the bag of holding, is that possible? I mean, you can definitely try it. You down, Mark? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> and no matter what you roll, I'm flash of geniusing you. So you add four to it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's I don't have to roll. What do I roll? It, it well, just, just kind of happens. Right. Oh, I, I figured Coulter would have like us roll like an arcana. But would you or like to uh, roll? 
I mean, it's really going to be him that makes the roll here. Um, it, turn, it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet away in any direction. What it, he has a 21 as the mist dispersed into the air, becoming not a single mass, but several separated. Hugo, what's your spell save? Yep. I am at a 16. Yeah. And as that mist disperses back into the ice around it, that is where we will end tonight. So thank you all so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on a night that we don't usually stream. Um, and thank you all at home, watching on YouTube or whatever, for sticking with us as we had a little bit of a, a rough sketch of weeks there. But we will be back to normal coming this Monday. Thank you again to all of our patrons, including uh, Scott, uh, Sparky, David, Daniel, Rio's mom, Alistair, Sean, and Johnny Mac. And as always, we wish you friends, fun, and natural 20s. Good night, everybody. Good night, friends.